your majesty. Hallelujah, somebody. Listen to me. There is something about God with us. We know that spell operates through the mind of man. And I've told you, the difference between spell and curse is that spell seeks to control your mind and curse seeks to afflict your body or your spirit or soul. That's your mind. Those who are insane or anybody they say have psychiatric issue. They have psychiatric issue. What that means simply is that the devil had afflicted their mind. That is what they call psychiatry. Hallelujah, somebody. Anything less is a lie. Because God created human beings to be perfect, He breathed His breath into them that became a living soul. All men are perfect. My time? Let me do it. Tell me. Sometimes I'm so spiritual that I don't remember. She, she, my, my, what do you call this now? My scarf. She doesn't want anyone to know that she did it. She said she, she wanted people to think I did it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> she did this scarf. She said the one I had before, your, whole, your wife took peace. Whatsoever, whatsoever a man sweats, that shall he repent. <laughs> I saw one piece. I read, I ripped many pieces, not pieces, but peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now listen to me, brethren. And so I was saying to you, the intention of the devil is to control our mind. And there are three means by which our mind receives thoughts. One, we receive thoughts through our human spirit. Somebody said in his heart, I, I will go back to my father. And I will say to my father, Father, I have sinned against you. That is his spirit speaking to his mind, the prodigal son. Second way that we hear information in our mind is through evil spirits. We have gone through this when I was lecturing you. On the beginning of this lecture, Satan spoke to Jesus. Satan went to the Garden of Eden and spoke to Eve. All right? Through invincible spirits that you cannot physically see. Developing thoughts in your mind. And the third way that our mind receives information is through human beings. And the human beings are separated into two. Individual human beings who will speak to you. Or peer pressure. And we can see that Eve was deceived by invisible spirit of Lucifer. But Eve as a human deceived Adam. Sarah was deceived by invisible spirit. And Sarah deceived her husband. Told her husband to take the maid and marry the maid. And that became the, the, the problem in life. And we looked at Samson, who a woman, Delilah, told him, I want you to tell me your secret so that I can kill and destroy you. She didn't speak in the dream, she spoke physically. But for love, and that love is interpreted to sexual intercourse. Not the love between a man and a woman. A love between husband and wife is not just for sex. But the love of Samson to Delilah is sex. And because of sex... Samson lost his head. And the woman wearied Samson 
until Samson told him her his secret. And he lost his eyes, and he lost his calling, and he lost his destiny. In these three, strange enough, it is women who are instrumental to the dilemma of the, these victims. But let me help you understand too. We looked at Jeroboam, and we also look at Rehoboam. Rehoboam, because of peer pressure, all right, he went to his brothers and friends, and the friends, young people, you know, gave him wrong counsel. And then he decided to obey it. Peer pressure. And then we look at Jeroboam, fear of uncertainty. I gave you all the scriptures all to last week. Fear of unknown. God puts you in a position, and you are afraid to lose it, and then you began to yield to evil thoughts. And so, Satan entered. But you know something, therefore, this morning, therefore, the topic is, it is about your mind control. That is the topic. It is about mind control. So, spell is about mind control. Because all these people who are spelled by Satan, either coming invisibly or speaking through friends or speaking through peer pressure, all right, all came by the devil and his intention, it all has its roots from the thoughts in their mind. But you know something? Look at the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11. Shall we read it together? This is cathedral, please. The next one. Come on, I love that. There is a grace that appeared from heaven. You know, when I was, when the Lord was taking me through this this morning, the joy for me for you is this. Every one of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have power over spell. Come on and say amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> it says the grace of God that appeared has appeared unto all men, isn't it? The grace of God has appeared unto all men, correct? Come on, say amen. amen. I can't hear you say amen. amen. Say the grace of God has appeared to me. Amen. Say it again, the grace of God has appeared to me. Say it again, the grace of God has appeared unto me. It teaches me to say no to every form of ungodliness and worldly passion. It teaches me to live self-controlled and upright and godly life in this age. I don't have to compromise. I have the Holy Spirit of God in me. I don't have to be worldly. I overcome the thoughts of the devil. You remember throughout last week I was talking to you about overcoming the spare, isn't it? This scripture really, when I was reading it today, something came to my mind. It says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. The same, a wretch 
church who are Christians, who are in science field, especially medical field, or those of you who are in computer science fields, or those of you who are in, you know, other sciences, the Lord told me that from this year, he had poured out knowledge to invent things. Now, I want you to set your heart to invention. If you are a doctor, just don't be doctor. When you treat patient or you have issues classified on, on, on resolved. There are so many issues. One is cancer. Okay? I want you to go and begin to research on how to cure it. Are we together now? The Lord told me this. 
If anyone who are his children in this season for the next three years, this year, next year, and 2019, if you can set your heart to a research that the Holy Spirit will give you inventions, okay? It may not have to just do with science because I talk about sciences. What about somebody who's in law? There are many things you can invent in law. Good, I mean it now. Several things. Several things. I wish I can have time with those of you who are lawyers. Every time I read law, I see areas of lacuna. Okay, you call lacuna? A lot of quagmires in the field of law, which a person who can research can bring out understanding. All right? And... It can be the solution to the quagmire. Those of you who are in computer science, there's a lot to invent in those areas. But it is a grace for three years. You know, if unbelievers lock up themselves to seek knowledge, God give it to them. And they invent. Most inventions and sciences of today were invented by Christians who are committed to, to God. They studied the Bible and they studied sciences. And in their seclusion, they became inventors. Are we together now? I can't hear you. It's a, it's a matter of your mindset. Why do Christians fall victim of spell? Write it down. Because we understand that spell has its root from evil spirits. Yes? Can you, can you, let me first give you just this for two minutes. A, a Christian husband, can he ever raise his hand to hit his wife? Yes. Yes, a good number of them do. But should a Christian husband do that? No. You will not expect somebody who know Christ, who have heard about Christ, and who have heard about the scriptures, the word of God, to do anything like that. But you see, sometimes you are hard Christians who a little argument will, will begin, and it will be protracted. And it will give birth to other spirits that will bring violence. Yes? Come on now. Okay. A person said something. The other person says that, sorry, I don't believe that. And he says something else. Common sense teaches the first person who spoke to just forget it. Because there is nothing I can say further, thereafter, that will convince you. When you have said that, I do not accept that. As at that moment. But when you see, the, the argument begins that I must make you understand it. There's a spirit behind it. It's an evil spirit. When that evil spirit begins the argument, other spirits are standing by to look for access. When the argument gets heated up, the spirit of anger will come into one because it's been prepared for it. And before you know it, the spirit of violence will take over and the person hits his wife or the woman slaps his, her husband. This is how it happens. 
But the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian, I will show you the meaning, is this. If a Christian is deceived by the enemy, spelled by Satan, and then an action emanated from that, if he's born again, he will feel sorry and he will repent. That is, he will, sorry means he will, he, will, he will feel bad for doing it. Repentance means he will decide never in his life at any cost. Anybody who does not have such conviction is not born again at all. You may be coming to church. If you don't have conviction when you do evil as to repent, and the only thing you always say when you do evil is sorry, you are not yet born again. If you die, you won't go to heaven. I will show you in the Bible what I'm telling you. Under my voice, mortal men must know the truth. And those who are marked for eternity with Christ will follow it. Listen to me. Whenever you have any argument, and the argument develops to hatred, can that come from the Holy Spirit? So it came from demons. Will you expect a Christian man or woman to be unfaithful in their marriage? How could a person who is a believer in marriage sleep nakedly with another person he's not married to? It doesn't look sensible. Knowing fully well, God will punish every iniquity. Even when you say you are sorry, God will say, punish you for it. How can, how can, what is that person thinking about? That's the question you will ask yourself. The other party that is naked to him, what has he got that the one at home doesn't have? Nothing. Practically nothing, really. What the devil always does is that he will push you to a useless person who is less than the person at home. To make a mockery of you because he intends to destroy you. The Bible tells in the book of Proverbs 6, nobody who enters into that trap goes caught free. The Bible says so. Now, how would a Christian know that? What can make a Christian fall a victim? Spell. Chapter 6 talks about that of Proverbs. It says where the man has been deceived by demons, he will just follow them like a bird going to the news. He said, little he didn't know it will cost him his life. And he said, he said, an arrow will pierce his liver, which is venereal disease. All these things are in the Bible. Okay? Can a Christian plot against their fellow workers in the office? Oh, yes. But should a Christian do that? No. How we know that whatever a man sows, he shall reap? So if you join rebellion to plot against another man, rebellion will never end in your life. Because it will become a tree that will give back to fruits for you. You know that as a believer. But can a Christian do? Yes, they do. But should they? No, they should not. What about all what you read this week in the book of James, in the book of Hebrew, in the book of Galatians? You know, Paul said to the book of Galatians, who had bewitched you? In another word, who has spelled you? Can a Christian begin in grace and end up in observance of the law? Yes. But should a Christian be? No. It happened to Galatians. They were bewitched. In other words, somebody spelled them so that they are now controlled by that person. So, and the people who spelled them are members of the church. Understand me? And I told you, Satan always introduced malice through Members of churches, Christians, always introduce division through Christian, rebellion through Christian. But 
Should Christians be victim of those things? No. A Christian should rebuke the devil when the devil speaks. You must divide between relationship with people and devil trying to mislead you through that relationship. A believer is supposed to be able to draw a line. Now, but what makes even those Christians who are victims already, what makes them victims? I want to check that out. Let me help you remember. Every time Satan deceives a man, the man suffers for it. Let me repeat myself. Anytime you follow a thought that the devil developed, it is sorrow for you. I repeat myself. Whenever a Christian steps out of righteousness and develops a thought that is ungodly, that Christian will pay bitterly for it. Because you see why? When Satan deceives you and I, the only thing that he does it for is to kill us, to destroy, or to steal from us. And this meeting, my intention is to help you know, I haven't taught you last week on overcoming the power, of the influence, how that you can deal with people who have such influence, how to deal with them. I'll help you today to understand the root of those influences so that you can shut the door. Are we together now? Come on, are we together now? My time is very short with you today. What is the root of it? Why should somebody see a poison and then drink it? Romans 8, 5-8. It says, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. A Christian should not be worldly. You read that through the book of James this week and the book of Hebrew that you read last week. A Christian should not be worldly. But when you see a Christian, they love the world so much, especially in England or in Africa. Party, party, party. And then they begin to do the things that the ungodly people do and copy those systems. Don't you understand? <laughs> it's your mindset. Anybody who is born again cannot have his mindset on the world. Because the end of the world is regrets. And he says, He sets his mind on the flesh. Sinful nature. Your body, your body, your body, your body. I told you, if anybody is a Christian, if you bleach your body, Satan can finish you anytime. You see those in the court, they can destroy you. Your, your Christianity will save you. I tell you. If you are a Christian and you bleach your body, the fact is, the question you ask yourself, who is... Under whose control are you? Okay? Now, whoever controls you is the one who determines your fate. If the Holy Spirit controls you, then you can end up in God's intention. If the devil controls your heart, you, nobody can redeem you from disaster. It's a matter of time. It's a time bomb kicking to explode. I will together now. Your mindset. And he went further to say, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. Now, if you see a person who is very Christianly, who is always following God, every meeting is coming, he's serving God as should be, it's because of their mindset. Come on now. 
It's not because of anything. It's their choice. The Lord told me, and I said it in the, in the morning to them in New Cross. Can you imagine somebody who comes to church? Midweek service, you won't come. When they are doing Bible study, you are not there. Prayer every day, you are not there. Sunday, you come sometimes, you don't come sometimes. Oh, what? It is my work. Think about it. Then when it comes to one of the meetings, Father, promote me. Father, bless me. Is that, no, is that person not fooling himself? The father you did not recognize in the week? The father who came here in the week to bless people and you were not there? The father who asked for someone who to help him in the church and you are not there? Your only source to come to church, say prayer, say amen. That amen will never be answered. Because God, does not, God cannot be fooled. When I was in New Cross, now the Spirit of God came upon me. And I remember one of the things God said. God said to me to tell the church that how dare a man think that I do not see his heart, says the Lord. He says, tell them, I am God who does not only hear what you see, but I hear what you think. And he said, tell them, I will repay everybody according to the work of their hands, says the Lord. And he says, can a man ignore me when I need him and call me in his time of trouble? Certainly, I will not answer and the enemy will be his lesson to bring him back to faith. For his sorrow shall be great. Does God will disaster for his people? No. We choose it by our ignorance. By mindset. You know, I told you and say that again and again in CFT. If you know that you want to live in the world, don't come to church. You don't have to. You'll stay there. When you learn the lesson come. But none of us can share your dilemma. You will only enjoy yourself. If somebody went to carry venereal disease now, no matter how much you sympathize with him, can, can, doctor, do you have injection that transfers sickness to the doctor? When doctor is treating the person sick, and then you give him injection, the sickness will transfer. So also, I don't have the prayer that will transfer your sorrow or your problem. No, 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 I don't. Listen to me. As a man lays his bed, he sleeps on it. There is a God in heaven. In whose sight no man can lie. He shall repay every soul according to the works of their hand. Your mindset must change, beloved. He says, but those who live according to the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. Your desire must be what the Holy Spirit desires. Why do you come to church and desire the flesh? You waste your time. You waste your time. And who is behind the waste of time? Lucifer. He wants you to have a form of godliness knowing fully where you are under his control. Okay? Look at the book of First John 5. Let me read verse 19. We're going to read it together. Shall we two want to go? We know that. Read it again. Read it to yourself. Say it to yourself, I know I'm a child of God. That is one knowing. That is one knowing. Anybody who doesn't know that is not born again at all. Hallelujah. Nobody can come to your father's house and say that your father gave birth to me. Yes? 
And you will count the number of your family and tell them that you are, you don't, your nose don't look like our nose. Your eye don't look like our eyes. You don't even talk like us. You don't behave like us. And none of us, we grew here. Where, where did you grow from? Nobody can come and claim when your father dies. Somebody cannot show up and say that we are joint heirs. You first ask him, what is your name? Isn't it? And when were you born? By who were you born into this family? Listen to me. Same thing with God. Those who are born again, they know without a doubt that they are God's children. But look at the second thing that we know. Shall we read it now? And that the whole world... Say it again. Say it again. So... Outside this church is the world. This is the church of the living God. You step out there, it's no more jurisdiction. It is the world. Okay. So when you meet people outside the church, they behave anyhow. It shouldn't surprise you because they are controlled by the everyone. The parliament, the house of Lord, everybody, judiciary, everybody. When I looked at this scripture, I had so much compassion on those who are rulers, but they are not born again. Because they have no defense against the devil. No wonder. Parliament of Nations began to make strange laws against God. And then, like in our own country. You know, let me say this to you. This outbreak of children, men, you know, stabbing themselves. Don't you understand? It's demons, simple as ABC. Are we going to see it? Eradicated? Ah, it is impossible because we are paying for what we did. When we change the law against God, when we slap God with our laws, then God says, okay, we remove God from primary school, God from secondary school, and set teaching children that, you know, to be homosexual or transgender is, is what you are born with. Then God now says, okay, I will see. Those children are becoming, and you are teaching, him, uh, you know, idol worshiping to children in school and saying that children should meditate. In another words, you are teaching them witchcraft. It's now a subject. Then God says that, let me see you. All the demons of hell said, look, this one why we have seen in England is just a little foretaste. I told them in Nigeria, before their predicament started, really when you go to the website, uh, you know, I saw what I wrote in website 2004 about Iran and about all these problems happening now. It's under my prophecy, 2004. Let me say this to you. Is England going to get a solution? Forget it. This one we just, just having a few people. It's a minor. We are in for bigger trouble. Look at Nigeria. They used to have teeth. The thieves, they are pickpockets, we call them. They graduated to armed robbers. Because Nigeria was becoming ungodly and more ungodly. Armed robbers graduated to kidnappers. Kidnappers graduated to higher killers. They will give somebody 50 pounds and they will kill somebody else. And then kidnappers, higher killers graduated to Boko Haram. Now, they say we have finished Boko Haram. They say, full and enhancement. It is the same spirit, putting on different titles. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Bible says, as they have decided not to have God in their thinking, God gave them to reprobate mind. It's a free society, anybody can think anyhow. Leave the children to think anyhow. Now they're thinking they should stop people. So why are you having a problem about that? 
When you kick God out of your schools, when Britain has Bible taught in primary school to everybody here, this country had peace. Took Bible out of schools, insanity came. We haven't seen nothing yet. No program can stop this unless the nation repents. Let me help you know this. Because the whole world is under the control of what? The evil one. The whole world is under the control of the evil one. So when I see people in authority who are not born again, they have no defense against the devil. Anything the devil wants them to do, they will do. Any law the devil wants them to pass, they will pass. They are majority, they will pass it. And they will legitimize evil, legitimize sin like they are doing right now. And many, many more they will do. Unless believers take over. That's why in this church, I'm raising people in UK. This is my territory. I'm raising young ones who will rule this country. Follow me. You'll be a ruler. Let me say this to you. I'm not reading because I'm stupid. I'm reading because you are reading. All of you use, I'm so impressed by the use of Christ with tabernacle. Because in Christ the tabernacle is a standard, it is prima facie. I... By the age of 21, you are a graduate. If you follow our teaching, by 22, you have your second degree. If you have it at 23, no problem. 22, you should have had your second degree. By the time you are 24, 25, you are a professional. And we have them here. I'm happy. Hello, somebody. In the same state where your message shooking people knife. No, you are thoroughly embedded in the gospel. And it's working for you. It's working for you. Married comfortably. Not a failure anywhere. Yeah, these are the youth that I have in Christ with Tabernacle. We don't have anyone in this house who is who turned to become a prisoner. You know, violent and they put him in prison. No, 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 no. Both of the same feathers not together. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Come on, let me help you understand this now. Now that you are forming and you are manifesting, you are the reason why I'm going back to school. Because two things. If my going to school early and teaching you has propelled you forward, at the stage you are, you may want to be comfortable. I go back to school. Then you know that you know how to read more. And that is happening to you. Because to be a leader and a ruler in this nation, your head must be hot. It's knowledge that rules. If you don't want to, if you want to deliver yourself from hard labor before you get money, it is intelligence that will put bread and butter on your table. With your hand, with knowledge, you will earn without sweat. I would get that. And because of you, I go to read. I'm doing my graduation on the 14th, on the 16th, I think, of July. And I'm starting another master's degree. I have had enough of law. I'm going to QS. Hallelujah, somebody. When I finish QS, I'm going to banking. MSc in banking and central banking. I've told you, I've serrated them. Someone says, what is Apostle going to achieve by all this? I'm achieving encouraging you. At least you can go anywhere in the world. If people are running down pastors, you can say, forget it. I don't come from such house. Look at me. Look at all my pastors. Our head is hot. We cannot be deceived by the devil. Okay? Not only teaching, but living that life for you to follow. 
Someone says that I don't have job. You read, you, if you haven't read enough, keep on reading. Job will come and knock your door. You should read unto the, unto the place whereby the government is afraid of you. Because anywhere they go, you are there as an authority. Someone says, I can't read. Then whatever career you are doing, if you're a carpenter, you must be known in carpentry. Listen to me. The sacred power of lawless man is still at work till this hour. And we know that the world is controlled by the devil. So Christians have no place unless you are deep in God. I would gather now. That's the reason why that book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11, look at it again. Though the world is controlled by Satan, should Christians be controlled by Satan? No, sir. No, sir. No, no, sir. Apostle Williams would have been a money doubler as many pastors are. Collecting five offerings in a service. And every Thanksgiving offering that comes to church will have gone to my pocket like it's, it is so with some pastors. It's not so in CFT church here. Listen to me. I will have charged everybody who come for counseling for prophetic offering. Hallelujah, somebody. But those who do it will stand before God one day and give account. If I have money, I eat. If I don't have money, I, I eat. My comfort is not in money. My comfort is in knowledge. The Bible says, sell. He said, do not. He said, he said, get knowledge, sell it not. He says, wisdom shall open doors for you. Listen to me. In, in line with the instruction of God, you will never accept Satan to tell you you can amount to nothing anymore. You will not accept that, that thought that came to you at whatever age you are, saying that you can't achieve anything anymore. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You can make a change in your life at the time that you decide. Whatever age you decide. It doesn't matter. If you're a Christian, you can achieve any good thing at any age and at any time. Don't let the devil tell you because you invested last year and you crashed, so you, you cannot make, make it again in life. That is a lie. You invested and cried because you did not cooperate with the Holy Spirit. What I'm teaching you now, when you do, you begin to hear God distinct and clear. Your steps cannot lead to regret anymore. Listen to me. That scripture tells us, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to me. It teaches us to say no to the world, ungodliness, and worldly passion, and to live a self-controlled, upright, and good godly lives. In this present age. Let me help you know something before we close. Don't follow the world. <laughs> Let me. There is something. I met all the people who are, who are wedding. You know, going to wed. Okay. There, is, there are things that came up when I was having meeting with them. Let me tell you. One of the things is that. Should a Christian do engagements. Laviciously and do wedding. No sir. No, sir. Listen, I said no, sir. It's not in the Bible. Engagement is supposed to be two families coming together without costing anybody. In your room. And do it. If your family is too large, you go to one room in the hotel and do it. Engagement is not supposed to be a lavicious thing that you are entering debt, not thinking about what the man and the woman who is to be married will eat or where they will live after wedding. It is senseless. It will never happen in my house. Hey, you didn't say amen. amen. Yes. For my own children that I give back to, 
I care for them what will happen after wedding. I know people who were dead and they went into death. And I vow it will not happen to any one of you listening to me. And you parents don't put your children into death. What are you engaging? Engagement is for husband and wife to be, and family to come and say probably I want to marry this person. The father here said yes, I agree. The other one said yes, I agree. And you cook like a home family, sit down around table and eat and drink. You don't need pastor or apostle to come to engagement. What am I coming to do? That's why you have not seen me in any engagement. Okay? Unless if I am invited as a father to come and represent the family to talk. But it will not be engagement now. You have lavished so much money stupendously. And then, what will you do on your wedding? Even before wedding, you are bankrupt. It is the wedding you are supposed to celebrate very, very well. And eat and bring people. Another thing is this. You know, in the world, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit teaches us to overcome the world. When I married my own wife, okay, my father-in-law was not born again. But yeah, he said it's correct. He only called his family. On the day we finished wedding and we came together, everything the family wanted to charge me, the man bought them by himself. When the family asked for this, he said they are born again. They don't give this. And the man will bring it out of his under his chair and he give it to them. <laughs> They said that uh, we should bring this. The, the father said, no, this one are born again. You don't hear what I said. They are born again. I, I give it to you. And when my father-in-law gave everything, he now said, the only thing, my son, you will pay is two guineas, two pounds, two. He said that is the ancient amount our forefathers took. She said, I'm not selling my daughter. He said, you are my son. If I charge you for your sister, I'm charging myself. What a common sense to a man who was not born again. I would mean, if any of my son marry anywhere, and they talk of engagement, I would tell that my son, tell them to hold their daughter. You will hear it shortly. If that engagement will be outside, coming to the father's house or the family house, and we eat and we talk, if there are so many in their family and their house cannot take up, or maybe they don't have such house, we hire a room in the hotel. The family will come and then you talk. That is what is engagement. Engagement is not for the public. It's for family. And once you finish that, then the marriage will do. Yes. But at the same time, to anybody who my daughter will marry or to who will marry from my, my son, my, my son will marry, the important thing is that have you had a roof on your head, over your head? Have you got a house you want to marry? Where will, where will your wife or my daughter live? Because that's what my father asked me when I said I want to marry. He said, how much do you have in your pocket? He said, you are still living under my roof. You can't feed yourself. You want to feed a woman. Get out of this house and go and rent a house. <laughs> I had to go and rent a flat. And my father said, don't rent, don't rent one room. You, I gave back to you in a room and a parlor. You must rent a flat, okay? Then you must furnish it. I will come and make sure that the place is comfortable for you to go and bring somebody else's daughter. Then I will allow you to marry. And you show me how much you have in your account. So, so warfare started. We're together now. The Holy Spirit teaches us to, to say no to every ungodliness. I will not die the death of a Gentile. Hey! 
Let me finish with you. It teaches us to say what? No to ungodliness and worldly passions. Worldly passions. When you are wedding, you don't have to be giving gifts to people. If you have the money, give it to them free. Or to charge people, well, you know, we have this fashion that we take same clothes. If you want to do that, it's not a problem. But when you begin to make merchandise of people from me, you are stolen from them. Because stealing is appropriating someone else's property with intent to deprive him permanently. Okay? You did not tell them. You told them that I'm getting this clothes for you at 100 pounds. You are asked, you bought it at 10 pounds. And you took... 90 pounds, and you give them a gift of 5 pounds, you are a thief. If somebody wants to wear uniform, no problem. Go to the place where they sell it without making bargain. Tell the persons that want to do the uniform with you to go there. Look, how many people who have collected money through that have ever done any good thing with it? They invoke the vara to the rest of their good money. They start to have problems upon problems. I've seen everybody who does it. In a short time, you go bankrupt. In a short time, the good money you have will be finished. Because the Bible says, He that gathered money little by little, make it go. And he said, All he got him well. Dream do say away. They always say, My language, the money that does not buy land cannot build house. Because before you build a house, you must first buy land. Hallelujah. Unless the Lord build the house, the laborers labor in vain. Unless the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen watch in vain. Hallelujah. So we start up on our feet now. We are going to pray. <laughs> we are going to pray. One prayer. I hope somebody listening to me on television will repent from all these ungodly attitudes. We are going to pray for knowledge. Let me help you know something. You know, there are some things that people say that, ah, this is how we do it. If you don't do it, people will say something about you. Let them say. The one they said yesterday, where is it today? And the one they said yesterday, did it make you what you are today? If people praise you, does that mean that you will go forward in life? They praise many people before, they end up in peril. In, 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 in. Ah, it's a shame, it's a shame. Shame does not stick on people. I don't see anybody who is walking and I can see shame following you. No, 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 goodness and mercy. <laughs> Let me say this to you. Shame is according to the definition of individual. It's social definition. It, it, doesn't really, it, it doesn't really have a constant definition. That is why some people do shameful things too. But someone says to you, if you don't follow what the world do, what name will you give yourself? The name you give yourself is born again. Hallelujah, somebody. It teaches us, the scripture, the spirit of Christ teaches us not to follow ungodly things. We are going to pray that give me a listening ear and a hearing heart. Direct my path, O God. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord to direct your path in life. Help me to obey you only. Lord Jesus. Help us in this world to satisfy you only. The Bible says the mind of a sinful man is death. The mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. 
The sinful mind is hostile to the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws. Nor can it do so. So are those who are controlled by the spirit by the sinful nature. Pray and tell God, deliver me from my flesh. Help me to listen to the Holy Spirit. Deliver me from my flesh. Tell the Lord, help me to listen to the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord my God, we thank you Lord. Tell the Lord to guard all your thinking, all your thoughts, all your steps in life. That Satan will not control you. Satan will not have any access to you. Tell the Lord. Help me, O Lord. Don't let the devil laugh at me. In every way, let us pray that God will set loose anyone that is bound. Every veil to be taken away. O sovereign Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Deliver us from worldliness and worldly passion. Father, we exalt you. Let your spirit guide us. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Come on, let me pray for you, but let me help you know this. Listen to me attentively. It's a word of wisdom. Whenever the world put pressure on you, so that you will bend the rules of God. They always try to intimidate you with personality and tell you that it will be a shameful thing for you not to do it. But don't you know, eternal shame is the only shameful thing. There is no shame in this world that lasts for too long. People will soon forget what they said. If you took... You know, this is what always happens. When you take your stand, what happened thereafter that some people come to you and say that, you know, there's a, for a long time we don't want to do it to thank God that you took this stand. And people will start to follow suit. I we together. When we, I was going to wed my wife 35 years ago, you know, we didn't know as we know today. We told everybody with the family, no alcohol in my wedding i will not buy one 
And if you think I, you must take alcohol from me, don't come, whoever you may be. Father, mother, anybody, if you think you take alcohol from me, don't come. Then I told them too, you know, this um, uniform they call as be. That is, they will take the same uniform. It looks good when people wear the same uniform for something. You understand now. But it should not be a bondage. Such that anybody who didn't take it, you start to fight them and quarrel with them. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Especially in a church like this when we have many people wedding. If everybody had to be buying clothes from people, then all the money you should use for good things in your life, you'll be buying clothes because they, look at them, they are wedding, they are wedding, they are wedding, they are wedding. Shortly, all of them, we burn it in our place. And I said, anyone who take it must not step my door. The same thing with my wife. But let me tell you something. It reduce our expenditure because we don't have to buy whiskey and brandy, which is very expensive. Hallelujah, somebody. So that we can put our money to furnish our house and get ourselves the comfort we needed. Are you with me now? And people were saying that ah, if you don't do it, people will say, and I said the Bible says once you eat their mouths, let them say. They have been saying before me, before today. And my not doing this is not what will make them say. They have been saying they are rubbish. Okay? And we did not, and I said, don't bring it to my house. So those who took the uniform, they never, took, they never brought it. My parents did not. My, my parents-in-law did not. But we have sisters who declare all their friends to come. And I said, if you, if I, I will provide food for X number. If you want to bring load of people, you provide food for them. I don't say you shouldn't. But the people I provide food for, those who will do the food, I have told, given them instruction what to give to each person. And I can't do more than that. I can't kill myself because I want to marry. I really need to be blessed by all who know me. Anybody who does not give me money should not come and eat my food. So, oh yes, yeah, so I did that. Whatever the case may be, you know, Nigerians, God delivered that country. Everybody, by the time we got there, we did only 250 invitation cards. Those who came were about 3,000. Now understand. The whole road here, they blocked it. The whole road here, they blocked it. And then they began to have their own circle. They got their own canopy. They brought their own food. Some of them brought their goat, killed it in my company, and said, that we kill goat for you. I said, bless you out. This one said, as your cousin, I kill a cow. I said, that's your business. And they were all doing all those things. And by 2.30, I told them that I have danced enough. I have a brand new wife. I'm going to sleep. Ah, my father said, please, don't go to your house. Because it was in my father's compound. So I took my wife away. But they danced and drank till 6 a.m. is their business. <laughs> but thereafter, when we invited them to our flat, wow, this is chrome. I said, yes, I didn't waste my money. <laughs> <laughs> in those days, my mates, they were giving, the government would give my mates uh, B2, that is um, Volkswagen B2. I bought a, I bought a 504, a Peugeot, and Peugeot at that time is for executive class. I bought it fully aircon GL. I did my hand like that, I put my wife beside me and did my hand like that. When my, my friends have busted themselves, paying, trying to satisfy family. Do you know something? Many years after, my elders called me and said, Ah, oh boy, you are so wise. 
said, we wished we were like you. I said, no, that time is gone. The Bible says that do not be afraid, you will not suffer shame. Let me bless you. In taking decision for God, you will ruffle many feathers. Don't worry, just be telling them, I'm sorry, but you don't change your, your goalposts. Won't you do this? Yeah, I'm so sorry, I cannot do it, sir. But that's your goalpost. The day you said will soon pass, people will talk now and then they will praise you in the future. Because people know today, they don't know yesterday. If you fed them yesterday and you can't feed them today, they will abuse you. If you don't have money yesterday and you save your money, now you are living fine. They will praise you. So what will you do? You will stand with the the Lord so that you can do what the Bible says. Uh And you shall be free. Lord, thank you for all these candlesticks. These are your people. I stand before them like Peter and Paul said and James. I do not pay the gospel for money. I have not robbed them or stolen from them. But I have instructed them in the mystery of the kingdom. And the truth that comes from the gospel. Lord, let this truth transform every life that listens to me. Every spirit that casts doubt in human. I banish you in the name of Jesus. Some are suffering today because of the wrong decisions they took yesterday or some time ago. Lord, now they have heard and they changed their mind. I command afflicted to withdraw in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I take authority over every mind, that's every spirit that Satan sent to control human mind. I bind them in the name of Jesus. Those who have been bound free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every veil that Satan has put over human faces, I command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Whenever a man turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Turn the heart of every member of this church to the Lord. There are some of us who have exalted our family members above your knowledge. To the place whereby our family members can influence us to do things contrary to your will. Father, that cord, I break it in the name of Jesus. May we be the shining light in the midst of darkness. May our light never win that we become darkness. May the glory of heaven surround us day after day. I say in this new week you are going into, you will encounter God. In this new week you are going into, you shall succeed. In this new week you are going into, you will prosper. The word of God will prosper in your life. Doors shall be opened unto you. Doors shall not be shut against you. The powers of hell will not be able to overthrow you. In the name of 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 Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And your thoughts shall not be controlled by Satan. You will overthrow the tables of the money changer of your life. And you will do the will of the God of heaven only. Father God, I pray thee, as God has said before us in this week, so we shall enter the arena. And the end of your week, this week, shall be glorious. It shall bring testimony to the living God. Those who are afflicted, I command affliction in your body to die in the name of Jesus. The root of affliction, I cast it to die in the name of Jesus. In the fingers, live right now. You are healed in your fingers in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Arthritis, I cast you to die in the name of Jesus Christ. Your body is free from arthritis in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
As your soul has prospered today, so your health prospers. So your wealth prospers. If there be anything for us, it is the will of God that we will do. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Please let's take our seats. Before I give room to Pastor uh, for me to come and take the offering and give our